0: A tribute to actress Suzanne Plachette. Stay tuned. Hello there and welcome to this special edition of the TV series finale podcast. Today is Thursday, January 31st, 2008 and I am your host Trevor Kimball. We're going to do something a little different this time around on the podcast, and uh, as you probably know, actress Suzanne Plachette passed away a couple weeks ago from respiratory failure as a result of her long battle with lung cancer. Plachette had many roles in her career, but was best known for playing Emily Hartley, the TV wife of Bob Newhart, on the classic Bob Newhart show. After that series went off the air, Newhart went on to do another sitcom called simply Newhart, in which he played an innkeeper in Vermont. And that show ran for many years. Well, as you're probably well aware, that sitcom ended with Bob Newhart's character waking up next to Suzanne Plachette as we learned that the whole series of Newhart was simply a dream of Dr. Bob Hartley. That clever ending has become one of the most memorable series finales of all time. And because of that, I'd like to use this podcast to honor Suzanne Plachette. Today would have been her 71st birthday, and she was scheduled to receive a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. As she had been in failing health, her friends and family were hoping that she would be able to hold on and make it to the ceremony. And unfortunately, as you know, it wasn't to be. Rather than canceling the ceremony, it was decided to continue on and use it as a tribute to this beautiful and Very bawdy lady. The ceremonies are usually led by Hollywood's honorary mayor, Johnny Grant, but actually, Grant himself passed away in early January. I had the pleasure of attending the dedication ceremony today, which took place in front of Fredericks of Hollywood, a store that is world famous for selling sexy negligees and undergarments. It's a block or so from the Kodak Theater, actually where the uh, American Idol finales are held and was also the site of a Clinton-Obama debate this evening. As proof of Plachette's popularity, there were many, many classic celebrities in attendance. And uh, it was a really kind of wonderful surprise to see so many faces from television history. And uh, quite honestly, you could tell that they were happy to see one another and that they truly cared about Plachette and were there to honor her. Among those that came to the tribute were um, Dick Van Dyke from, of course, The Dick Van Dyke Show. Uh, Rip Taylor, who you probably, well, you probably know who he is. He's, he's kind of an outrageous comedian uh, from yesteryear. Peter Marshall, who is was the uh, host of the old Hollywood Squares game show. Peter Falk from Columbo. Hollywood columnist, uh, Army Archard. Uh, producer Aaron Spelling's widow, Candy Spelling mother of Tori Spelling, singer Nancy Sinatra, and her sister Tina, who was a good friend of Suzanne Plachette's. There were several people from Laugh in there, including uh, Gary Owens, who was the announcer, Artie Johnson, as well as the uh, producer, I believe the producer of the show, George Slaughter. And uh, there were some of Plachette's cousins, uh, John Plachette and Ira Kaplan, as well as uh, her late husband's Tom Poston's son, Jason, was there. And of course, as you might expect, the uh, Bob Newhart show cast was well represented by Bob Newhart, Marsha Wallace, uh, Peter Boners, and um, Jack Riley. Bill Daly was the only surviving cast member not in attendance, actually, but he lives in New Mexico, and I think I've heard that he has a few back issues, so that might, might have prevented him from being there. In any case, the speakers for the event were Marsha Wallace. Artie Johnson, Bob Newhart, and Tina Sinatra. I realized while I was sitting there watching this event that unless you live in the the Southern California area, you've probably never seen more than a few moments of the Walk of Fame star dedications uh, that you might see on the news. You know, they kind of flash it really quick. It's for that reason that I thought, well, that I'd share the audio portion with you today as part of this podcast. The audio quality... I'm sorry to say, isn't quite the best because the ceremonies are held on the very busy streets of Hollywood must lots and lots of traffic and passers-by. And today seemed to be particularly busy during the time when Bob Newhart was speaking. But, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, for right now, let's go to the streets of Hollywood, California for the dedication of a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame for Suzanne Plachette. The first voice you will hear is Leon Gubler, who is the president of the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce.
1: Is by the team.
2: Today,
3: we will place a star in the Hollywood block of Fame. Hyatt, <laughs>
1: who for all Hollywood in honor of our longtime MC and honorary mayor, Johnny Vance. Right. You should know that Johnny worked very hard to move this star forward quickly and he really wanted to be here for the ceremony today, so I know that he's looking down today, smiling as we do this ceremony. And now, please welcome to the stage to give a greeting from the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce, our Chairman of the Board, Mr. Jeff Briggs.
0: To gentlemen, welcome to the Walk of Fame, as today we are so pleased and so proud to install the 300, sorry, the 2,355th star on the Walk of Fame for Suzanne Plichette. Yay! Let me tell
1: you a little bit about our honoree today. Suzanne Plachette was born on January 31st. Yes, today would have been her birthday. 1937 in New York City. Her father, Eugene Plachette, was a stage manager, network executive and manager of the Paramount Theater in Brooklyn during the big band era. Her mother, under the stage name of Geraldine Rivers, was an artist and dancer. Suzanne began her acting career on the stage in the 1950s after attending New York's High School for the Performing Arts and Syracuse University. She then moved into film and TV roles, often getting parts because of her husky voice. In 1958, Suzanne appeared on Broadway with Maureen Stapleton and Eli Wallach in the play In the the Cold Wind and The Warm. She also made her film debut that year with Jerry Lewis and the Geisha Boy. In 1961, she was nominated for an Emmy Award for her appearance as Julie Lawler on the TV show. Dr. Kildare. Now you're welcome to yeah. and... cheer up. also appeared in numerous TV shows, including Have Gun, Will Travel, Playhouse 90, and Alfred Hitchcock Presents. She also replaced Anne Bancroft in the role of Annie Sullivan in The Miracle Worker. And she played that role opposite Patty Duke, who played the role of Helen Keller. After she received excellent reviews, she toured extensively in that role. Suzanne got a big break on film in 1963 when Alfred Hitchcock cast her in The Bird. Yeah. Yeah. The Golden Globes named her the best female newcomer for her performance. She also performed in about two dozen other films, including Disney movies such as The Ugly Dachshund, Black Bear's Ghost, and the adventures of Bullwhip Ribbon. <laughs> but it was her role as Emily Hartley that brought her the most yeah. of she yeah. received two nominations for that role. LaJette played a school teacher to Bob Newhart's psychologist character in the Bob Newhart series. Yeah. The situation comedy revolved around their careers and their offbeat friends as well as Bob's patients. The married couple was Childless, a novelty at the time in television. The highly-rated show ran from 1972 to 1978. Suzanne was also nominated for an Emmy and a Golden Globe for her role as Leona Helmsley in the TV movie. Leona Helmsley. She also performed on the sitcoms Will and Grace and Eight Symbol Roar. In December of 2000, Suzanne announced her engagement to actor Tom Foster. They met At that time, they were both starring in the Broadway comedy The Golden Fleecing, and each had also starred on a Bob Newhart show, but not at the same time. She was in the 90s, 1970s version while he Not was true. in the 1980s. The they peeper. married in 2001. The the Suzanne also appeared in the 1980s version finale, which is now considered a classic. When, back in her role as Emily Hartley, she rolled over in bed revealing to Newhart that the whole show from 1982 to 90 had just been a dream. <laughs> Chemotherapy at Los Angeles' Cedar Side Medical Center for lung cancer. However, she did not let that stop her and kept up an active agenda. She was excited and happy to attend the 35th reunion of the cast of the 1970s Bob Luhardt show last year. Sadly, Suzanne passed away just two weeks before her sorry failure, which she was looking forward to. But at least she knew about it and she was excited about it. And so now it's time to invite some of her friends to the stage. So let me introduce our first speaker today, who is Marcia Wallace, best known for her role as Carol on the bottom of our show. Marcia also won an Emmy as Bart's teacher on The Simpsons, and travels around the country speaking as a breast cancer awareness advocate, and has written a memoir called Don't Look Back, We're Not Going That Way. Please welcome Martha Wallace.
4: Well, hello,
0: everybody.
4: Uh, it's a bittersweet day for those of us who loved and admired Suzanne Flechette. And those numbers are legion. I mean, uh, I read on a blog in the last week, who didn't love Suzanne Flechette? There you raise your hand. Now, she, since you started by giving her age, she might have knocked you off the stage. Uh, uh, and also, I would imagine, uh, is there a more perfect place for the star than in front of Frederick's mother? She would have gotten mileage for days. Then she might have sent someone down to bring down Hillary and Obama just to but I was the luckiest gal in the world to know her and to be on that show. She was a Broadway star. She was a movie star. She was a designer and a cartoonist and a great, great raconteur. And she wasn't one of Johnny Carson's uh, favorite for next. But, as has already been said and Bob will talk about, she stole our hearts as the fabulous Emily Hartley of the equally fabulous Bob Newmark show, and you know, I always say Bob is like the Fred Astaire of comedians, because he makes it, so, makes it look so darn easy, but Fred needed his ginger, and she did everything Fred did, only backwards, and I have heels that's been said, so she gave as good as she got. They were just magic together, absolutely magic. And as will attest, you know, the final, the final episode.
0: A fire and truck was coming down the street, so Marsha Wallace was asked to wait until it passed.
4: George Slaughter said, Here she comes now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it
0: wouldn't surprise
4: me. For how long have I been in show business? I should have known to shut up. <laughs> thank you, Thank you very much. So when she woke up in bed with Bob on that last episode of New they had one of the sheets. They applauded the sheets. Susie was also a very irreverent girl and a great, great friend. We adored her. Bob, Billy, Jack, Peter. She was loving and irreverent and always told you the truth. Now, I remember during the second year, when I had my nervous breakdown and and went off to the bin, (laughs) people were very solicitous and very serious, and Suzanne sent me a fruitcake. She always said to me, I had terrible time, and she said, if you'd put that print down on for 20 years, you'd be on the view with the Olsen twins. <laughs> anyway, I loved her so very, very much. And at her beloved Tom Poston's memorial, someone said, many people walk through your life, and very few people leave footprints on your part. She left footprints on my heart, and
1: now if we can all leave our footprints on her star. <laughs> yes. Yeah. it. Thank you. And now please welcome another uh, speaker today, another good friend of Suzanne's, a, a very recognized comedian, Art Artie Johnson from Laughin'. Please
2: years ago, I was working, I had been booked by William Morris into a store in Beverly Hills. And I was, I was working at a store called Carolyn Company. And a very attractive young woman was brought in by another uh, friend of ours. And uh, she came right up to me, and for some reason, I didn't, I didn't know what, what she was. I didn't know she was an actress. I had no idea who she was. And her first words to me were, <laughs> And now I said, that's the kind of girl I like. I like her. <laughs> then they introduced her as Suzanne Flachette. I learned later on, I always picked her as Suzanne, as somebody who was soft, or a tutu, and sort of floated through life. That was not Suzanne. I called her Sadie. From the beginning, she was Sadie Mooney. She was my friend. 50 years of friendship. And I think one of the huge stories was, I stood up to her wedding when she married Meryl Johnson, better known to most of you as Troy Donahue. And uh, it was a very lovely wedding, a lovely affair. And about seven days later, my doorbell rang in the evening. And there was Suzanne with a pillow under one arm and her dog under the other arm. And she just looked at me and I said, oh. And she said, can I sleep here? I said, yeah. So she slept on my couch. Well, it became so, it became one of those things that happened so consistently, I
3: gave her a key to the apartment.
2: <laughs> and I, at that time, was very involved with the Air Force, or the airlines. I had uh, everything from Aerolíneas to Argentina, to United, to TWA. So my schedule was very interesting and I would come home with a date every once in a while and I would open the door and Suzanne would be lying on the couch, sleeping. It didn't help me at all. <laughs> but she always had the dog who was not housebroken. She's always had a, re- she had a reputation and a record of having dogs that were never housebroken. And I never could quite understand that. But. I would just like, one of the cutest stories, I think, about Suzanne was, Suzanne turned to me one time and said, can't we establish some kind of a salon where people can talk about various things ranging from agriculture to politics to, to medicine. To, I said, that's a great idea. So we put together a group of people, and they came over to the, my little house, and I was on Santa Monica Boulevard at the time, and there they were. They were all in the house, and we started this incredible conversation. And I looked over at Suzanne as if to say, hey, this is going to work. She was sound asleep. <laughs> I loved her, she was a very special lady. And uh, fortunately I had an opportunity to speak to her just before my wife and I left for Hawaii. She passed on on the same night that was my birthday. And our very dear friends in Hawaii told us the story and we had no knowledge of it having happened. It was not one of the greatest nights of my life. She was very special. She was very good to her friends. She She was loyal to the people she loved. And I shall very seriously miss her and miss her strange phone calls every once in a while. <laughs> Suzanne Pritchett deserves not just one star. She deserves a whole bunch of stars. She was a terrific, wonderful girl. Thank you for being
1: with you. Now our next speaker really needs no introduction. He's been an integral part of the American entertainment scene for almost five decades and has starred in two two of television's most admired and best rated comedy series, The Bob Newhart Show and Newhart. Today, this versatile entertainer, a comedian, TV star, film actor, recording artist, humanitarian, and more, joins us in honoring his dear friend and co-star, Suzanne Plachette. Please welcome the legendary Bob Newhart.
0: And then like something out of one of his sitcoms, a loud truck pulled up just as Bob Newhart got up to speak.
3: George, are you for Anyway, hey, we were hoping we knew how seriously else the and we were hoping she'd made it to her birthday, her And uh, I can say I, think the and, uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: but, uh, I was very
3: lucky to have
0: And then a couple more trucks came. It's
3: a truck convention? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was lucky enough to have a TV wife and a real wife, and there are advantages to having a TV wife. People would say behind my back, "How come York gets to have this pretty young woman for a wife?" Well, I didn't have a problem with it because in real life I had a pretty young woman for a wife.
4: But
3: on television, Uh, and you and I were just celebrating our 45th. You, you know you have fights from time to time uh any marriage does our first fight was i remember with tax uh we were putting the paper in the doors, and i i apparently used too many tax and uh <laughs> we didn't speak for three days <laughs> but with suzanne even if we had a fight because was only it would only last 26 minutes because that's as long so. <laughs> The show. So, uh, uh, also, uh, taking a life to drive can be... Uh, also, uh, uh, another... Um...
0: And more loud trucks passed. How
3: can I get Marcia's spot?
0: Super <laughs> <laughs> Tina, did you put this together? <laughs>
3: Anyway, but again, you know, as you were all behind me, you know, trying to teach your wife to drive and that can back 20 for 26 weeks. And television, of course, was only uh, 26 minutes. So, uh, I, the one thing, uh, it didn't bother uh, me. I got used to it after a while, having a wife whose voice was uh, deeper than mine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, six years. And, uh, the funny thing is that Suzanne, uh, Suzanne, and Tommy got married six years ago, and he uh, played the peeper on the show. And
5: Emily couldn't stand. She could not
3: stand the people. She just—I I thought he was the funniest guy in the world. And Emily just couldn't stand and One time, uh, he stayed over in the for a couple of days, and Suzanne said you're gonna have to get rid of him
0: and then a fire truck and an ambulance came and stopped almost directly in front of the ceremony <laughs> We took out And as the firemen got out of their trucks, Bob Newhart yelled over to them.
3: Is this for me <laughs> I
5: guess I
3: guess uh, I guess some. Um, I'll, I'll wake up in a few minutes and look on all audience.
5: Another
3: battery. <laughs> anyway, I'd just like to. Uh, we took out, a, the cast of the show took out a ad an Suzanne, and it really kind of sums up the so way we felt about Suzanne. The only thing that exceeded her beauty and her talent.
0: And then, with the noise of multiple trucks, the ambulance, the fire truck, and another ambulance on the way, Bob Newhart started to do the rest of his speech in sign language. the
4: only that
3: the first time I was her great because she was one of the greatest women. And I'm, I'm going to get off before this next episode. Thank you, thank you. Well, if there's anyone who can perform under adverse conditions,
4: it's Bob
1: Newbuck. Please help me welcome Suzanne's longtime friend Tina Sinatra, who is accepting the award today on behalf of her great Suzanne. Um, I have
3: to do what Susie would do if she
1: were
5: here. <laughs> oh. <I> swear. <laughs> not swear. <laughs> no. Not swear. No, I I really do want to be heard because I am in charge of the thank-yous. Uh, Laurent and Jeff and all of the uh, Hollywood Chamber of Commerce. I can't tell you how grateful I am to these friends are for expediting this. And uh, we almost made it. We almost made it. And Anna Martinez, Paula, uh, who is just a tireless worker. I don't know how she does what she does. And Kaylee Kiker, uh, who I haven't even met yet, uh, she's in charge of all the good stuff, like the food and liquor. <laughs> um, and especially, and I'm sort of, uh, I'm sort of torn, having lost Susie, which is not good. But the thought of her with Johnny Grant really makes me feel better. And it was Johnny who said to me, uh, not. Three and a half months ago Susie doesn't have a star. we had to do something about that and it was we were shot out of a cannon and thanks to Johnny who is always doing something good for somebody and you know, I'm sure he still is that we got this so uh, on the fast track. Um, we miss you too Johnny and thank you. Over there is all right um send it back Susan. uh i go back with suzanne just about as long as anybody i couldn't drive when i first met suzanne and she offered to give me a uh, driving lesson with my learner's permit and her to- husband at the time i don't even know if she and tommy were married yet but he said over his dead body so. um she was so special to so many but I can tell you that right here today are 19 people who put up in a matter of minutes uh, what it took to get this star in the works. And they're here and I'd like to acknowledge each and every one of them but I, uh, I don't think they even want that done and if they do I will. Um, she knew who they were very close to her and she wanted everything to be a surprise. She had requested a star when I had called Anna Martinez Haller. She said, "Well, we don't usually, uh, will try, but you know we can't make any promises." And I said, "Well, she wants Fredericks in Hollywood." And I said, "Well, we don't get a lot of requests for that, so <laughs> let me look." And she called back and said, "Oh my God, right in front." We didn't want to tell Susie. Susie didn't want to know. Susie didn't want to know who donated, so we didn't even say anything. Until about a week before Susie just couldn't deal with all of it anymore. I went to see her and brought her the this and told her it was Frederick's. And she was so excited and so delighted. And I had been told for months that she really was looking forward to this. And it was helping her live and be of, of good cheer. Um, I wish she were here. She is in our hearts. The void is vast, and we will all get through. And very soon, hopefully, we'll all be together again. Thank you.
1: And we have here today a beautiful resolution from the City Council adopted in in Suzanne's honor. So we'll present that with you. you. And I think it's time to go down and unveil this star. So Tina, if you and all of our other speakers would please come forward for the unveiling ceremony. We'll do that now.
0: At this point, everyone moves in front of the podium where the star is already set into the sidewalk, uh, but it's actually covered by a large wooden star, and as they announce it's unveiling, they lift the star up, the wooden star, and, and unveil the, uh, the actual star underneath. Once the star is revealed, different attendees were asked to pose with the star and, you know, by the media and whatnot. And uh, the cast members of the Bob Newhart show were actually asked to pose with the star. Jack Riley, who played um, surly patient Mr. Carlin on the show, needed a little bit of help walking. He, he seems to be in actually very good shape, in good spirits, but just seems to have a little hard time getting around. And uh, Peter Boners, who played Jerry the dentist, helped him at one point and said that, you know, after all these years of knowing Jack, it was his great pleasure to to help him. Which, uh, very nice. And later on, game show host Peter Marshall was kidding Jack Riley about taking so long to get back to his chair. And uh, Riley shot back and said, oh, sure, you know, making cripple jokes now, are you? And uh, very, very funny, very um, surly. Uh, sense of humor, very dry wit. And actually, uh, that reminds me, he was he was sitting nearby when I, where I was standing, and uh, <laughs> really, really nice guy. And he, you know, uh, happily signed a few autographs. And at one point, he was asked to sign the front of uh, one of the Bob Newhart Show box sets. And after he signed it, he put a big fat X right across Newhart's face, which, you know, just made everybody laugh hysterically. All right, and I think that's going to wrap it up for this special edition of the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, uh, As always, I really enjoy hearing from you, either for your feedback on the podcast or if you have any questions. You can email at podcast at tvseriesfinale.com or feel free to leave a voicemail message at 213-985-1014. And uh, if you'd like to receive these podcasts automatically, you can subscribe for free of course, via iTunes or whatever podcast subscription software fits your fancy. If you'd like to help promote the show and support it, please feel free to leave a review on iTunes or any other podcast directory that you happen to be familiar with. Visit tvseriesfinale.com for the latest cancellation news, past podcasts, videos, and details on the last episodes of your favorite shows. I'm your host, Trevor Kimball, and until next time, stay tuned.